Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be getting better at dating and seduction. Well, I've got two emails I'm going to go through with you, and they're both from the same guy. He gives us an update. This particular guy, I've done a few email coaching sessions with him, and I answered two previous email newsletters of his, or emails in newsletters. The first one was my feminist man-hating girlfriend, and the other one was it's not all about you. And those are probably in the last year or two that I've, I've answered. So if you want to go back, you can Google those and go check out those. Again, my feminist man-hating girlfriend and the other one, it's not all about you if you care to see where he was. So this guy's older. He's – I say older. He's only a few years older than me. He's 52. That's just weird, man. It's like I think I'm 46 now. It's, it's like I'm not a kid anymore. But it's like I still think like I'm in my 20s. I still feel like I'm in my 20s. But – I'm not. Life just rolls on by. So he's got two updates that he's going to go through. The The first one, he kind of gives an update of what happened with the previous two women, the, the other newsletters that I discussed. And then he takes us through what has been happening as he's been practicing the fundamentals. And he gives us three different women that he's interacted with. And this, like, doesn't matter how old you are, whether you're 18 and learning this stuff or you're 60 70 years old 80 years old. i mean i got clients i mean they're just from 18 year old guys up to guys that are 80 something years old i mean it's just and everything in between so if you're like i once was like my big problem that i had when i was younger was not being able to date the kind of women i i wanted i couldn't get past the second or third date and i could never fucking figure out why and as a man that is absolutely one of the most emasculating things that you can experience is as a man not feeling like you're able to date the caliber or the quality of women that you really want and you really feel that you deserve and I set out to figure out what the hell I needed to change and eventually I figured it out but as I wrote about my book it's just it was a long journey and Obviously, reading my book can help you fill in your knowledge gap. But at the end of the day, you still have to go out there and practice this stuff because knowledge is only potential power. It only becomes power when you apply it. And then on top of that, we all have weaknesses. We all have flaws. We all have things that we're working on or that we need to overcome. And the way the universe tends to work is it tends to bring people they can really dig in there and find those weaknesses and exploit them so we can turn them into strengths. So I'm gonna, I got a quote that I wrote on this particular topic and then I'm going to go through his first email. The quote says, life is a continuous process of interacting with other people who have shown up in your life on purpose to help you smooth out your rough edges, turn your weaknesses into strengths and to facilitate experiences that enable you to reach your full potential in the journey of your life. You can either look at life as though everything that happens is a miracle or that nothing is a miracle. When you view life and everything that happens to you as a miracle that has a purpose, then you can see the universe conspiring to help you achieve your most emotionally compelling goals and things tend to flow even more effortlessly. If you perceive that life just happens to you at random without any purpose at all, then life will always be a struggle 
and your choices will unknowingly bring you even more struggles. Life can be beautiful or it can be a total bitch. It's simply a matter of the meanings that you give to the circumstances of your life. Choose wisely. Because at the end of the day, whether something's good or bad, whether something is wonderful or it sucks, guess what? You're the one who decides if it's good or bad or if it's wonderful or it sucks just by the meanings that you assign things. That's one of the the greatest things that you can do for yourself and something – it's more of an art than a science. It's something I'm always constantly trying to focus on is what do I have to be grateful for? What can I be grateful for? Especially like when you wake up in the morning. It's just when something – you see something nice like today. I was having some lunch. I was having some sushi. It was fucking beautiful out. There was barely any breeze. The temperature was perfect. I was having some sushi, sipping on some tea, just people watching and just being grateful that I could sit there on a Sunday in the afternoon just in my journey of things I was doing today and just enjoy some hot tea and some really fucking great sushi and being grateful that I can do it or waking up in the morning and looking out over the city and just being grateful that I get to live in this beautiful place, in this beautiful town, and I get to help people all over the world overcome things that took me decades of my life to overcome. And when I see stuff like, like I get emails from guys like this that are making progress and it's all that shit that I went through, it was all worth it. And so if you're struggling somewhere in your life right now, even though you might not understand why why it's happening to you or it's hard for you to find a good empowering meaning. Everything happens for a reason. It's not going to be until 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now that you're going to be able to look back and go, oh, everything lined up exactly perfectly. And that's what I've just come to realize in my own life. It's just when I look back on things, it's like just great memories. It's because I've assigned really good meanings to those things. And when you assign empowering meanings, you're literally training your brain to think differently, to focus on positive, empowering things and look for positive, compelling, exciting meanings to give to the circumstances of your life. So let's go through his first email. He says, hi, coach. I've read the book seven times now and I'm going to read it 20 times. I'm 52 years old and I did email coaching with you twice. I'd like to share as briefly as I can Brevity is always appreciated. A few success stories I've had as I practice fundamentals and how much you can learn when you apply the teachings and get real-world feedback. I mean, at the end of the day, I can sit here and talk about this shit till I'm blue in the face. I can talk about one success story after another or a guy or girl who's fucking up and making one mistake after another. At the end of the day, it's great to learn all this stuff and hear what other people are going through. But until you're out there experiencing the things yourself – you're just simply not going to get better. Repetition's the mother of skill. You must practice this stuff if you want your life to change. It's just the way it is. I was in a relationship with a structured woman and a feminist. Now just keep in mind that he this guy, part of his problem, and you're gonna see it throughout his emails, he tends to to go for these structured women. Structured women being women that have rules, they don't act natural. Because they're following this set of rules and so therefore they don't act upon their feelings or their emotions and they're always holding back. Me personally, 
I don't date women like this. But I'm pointing that out because our self-perception, remember, we will act consistently with how we view ourselves to be, whether that view is accurate or not. And if you don't think you're worthy or you don't feel you're worthy or you tend to be the type of person who wants to save people or you want to fix people that aren't exactly the way you want them to be and you have a hard time for seeing people as they really are or cutting people loose that you should cut loose, these kinds of situations will just show up over and over and over. And that's why this particular guy, it's like he has one structured type of woman after another continually showing up in his life and they will continue to show up in his life until he's able to transcend that, until he's able to spot that behavior right away and then just continue moving on as opposed to getting stuck in place and because I see it all the time. People try to make what they've got into the perfect person and the reality is that person just is just not going to be what you want. And it's like so many people do that. Whether it's a shitty job we're working or we don't have the kind of friends that we want or we don't have the kind of relationships that we want or we don't, we don't date the kind of people that we want. It's like most people struggle with this and it's like the things that you're struggling with, it's just the universe's way of bringing you things that you need to transcend, that you need to overcome in order to reach your full potential because in order for this guy to have a really awesome, easy, effortless relationship, he's got to be able to get comfortable at letting these structured women just kind of roll right out of his life. He's getting better. He's better than he's, he used to be which is important because the goal is to try to get a little better each and every day. But again, we all have something we're working on. If we didn't, we wouldn't be here in the first place. I was in a relationship with a structured woman and a feminist who was really sent into my life to trigger every weakness I had so I could confront them and learn. And that's cool because he's accepted that about himself and about his life and he's looking for empowering reasons why things happen in his life. He's looking to connect the dots and the average person just doesn't do. They just go, oh, poor me. This always happens to me and they feel trapped. They feel they're in a scarcity mindset and they feel like they can't get the kind of job they want. They can't date the kind of people they want. They can't have the kind of body they want. Oh, I don't have the time. I don't have the money or whatever the excuse is that they tell themselves and then nothing ever changes. By reading the book more times, I realized what I'd done wrong But I felt it would be too much work since I would, in principle, have to be ready to walk away at any time to pass her constant testing and spend a lot of time opening her up, so I left. Good for you, dude. It's tough. I know what it's like. It's like, you know, the hardest thing that I ever had to do was ending my marriage to my first wife. Oh. It's something that I wrestle with and I struggle with. And even before we got married, I was wrestling and struggling with it. But I kept telling myself, oh, you just got cold feet. And I had plenty of friends and people around me that had done the same kinds of things in their own relationship. And they were all trying to get me to do the same thing they did because it made them feel better about the relationship choices that they had made. I briefly dated an ex who was really feminine and good to me before. She'd made it easy and I realize that now. However, She wanted a commitment right away. Also, she told me that she'd had sex contacts with men via obscure sex dating websites after I left her. Confessing this to me was supposed to be a test to make sure I really liked her. 
This was a hard blow to me because I'd built an illusion that she might be the one for me since she treated me so good. Well, keep in mind, you in essence are going back and heating up leftovers. And people that are in a scarcity mindset, they go back to heat up leftovers hoping things are going to be different the second or the third or the fourth time around, however many times it's been. But at the end of the day, that people don't really change who they are. They may become better versions of themselves, but their true nature, it doesn't change. They're pretty fucking consistent. Now, I suddenly felt she's not who I thought she was and probably not girlfriend material after all. This was the final blow, which made me wake up and finally see reality as it is. Well, like Ayn Rand said, you can ignore reality, but you can't ignore the consequences of ignoring reality. And there's way too many fucking people in this world that ignore reality. I've now started dating seriously to get practice and I've made some amazing experiences I'd like to share. You notice how he's like he realized that he was just kind of stuck and it's like it's a place that he got to. He got unstuck and he just moved these two women right out of his life because if those two women were still in his life and he was bouncing back and forth between them, he would have never been able to have the experiences that we're about to discuss with these three different women. I saw a woman at the network chiropractic care office and there was an instant connection. I asked for her number and she gave it without hesitation. She contacted me after two days via text and I set a date. The conversation was nice and she did 90% of the talking. The only thing I didn't do right was she talked a lot about her divorce and issues and I didn't manage to steer away from that so I was too much of a therapist even though I was a good listener. You notice how he's like self-diagnosing here and he's looking back, oh, I could have done this different. And this is great. This is what we all have to do when we're experiencing these types of things, especially if you're reading the book and really starting to apply it and try to get better. You got to be able to critique your game and see where you went right and where you went wrong and what you need to do differently going forward. And he's doing that. Women seem to want to open up to me. The next – well – Remember, on a typical day, women tend to say on average about 8,000 words and guys say about 2,000. So women are just natural talkers. They solve their problems by talking about them and working through them themselves and you facilitate them talking. So that's completely natural. It's just that the topic was kind of negative. And remember, hang out, have fun, hook up is the formula. How much fun are you having when you're talking about her negative divorce? Not much. The next day, she texted me and said, I'm a considerate man and a good listener, but she's not over her divorce and not able to open up, blah, blah, blah. I just replied that I think she's cute and charming and to get in touch if you change your mind. Good textbook response. But another thing, she's saying, hey, I'm not really ready. I'm not really over this divorce. Besides, who wants to go hang out with somebody if they're in, and all they want to do is talk about their ex and how they're upset or how bad it was. It's, that ain't a fun date. Then I walked and I will not look back. She was surprised at my reaction and thanked me. I feel so great about this. It was a fun date. She opened up about her entire life to me, which was really interesting. And I feel no attachment to the end result. And that's the place you want to be. You don't want to get attached to somebody until they demonstrate that they're worthy of being attached to, if you will. 
And when you have an abundance of choice, when you feel like you can get what you want, you're used to getting what you want, you're not going to fucking settle. Then there was this girl at the gym. She's 44 and I started talking to her to be friendly as I practiced talking to everyone. Perfect. At first, I could sense she put up her guard and was defensive thinking maybe I was hitting on her. I just continued to be friendly for several weeks with no agenda and I noticed a shift. Suddenly, she started coming up to me and talking. I wasn't really interested at first but just before Christmas, she put herself into my orbit talking about how she was all by herself for Christmas since her children were away with their father. Do you want to get together then? I asked casually. She said, why not? She gave me her number with no hesitation at all. So he's just living his life. He's being friendly. He wasn't particularly interested in this girl. And her attraction level started growing for him. Now, sometimes when you do that, that girl, you kind of get to know her and she shows up with this really hot single friend who you happen to click with. And since you've been just kind of chit-chatting with her even though you weren't really interested and you're just being friendly, you have social proof through her and you really barely know her just other than talking to her at the gym. But her girlfriend doesn't know how well you know her, how well you know her. So it's like it's like you're already in social proof. So it can only help you when you have this attitude towards life, being friendly to people wherever you go and chatting up people in the elevator, in the stairs, on the street, in the grocery store, at your favorite coffee shop, your favorite lunch place, wherever you happen to be. We were going to have coffee the day after Christmas but everything was closed so I invited her to my place for dinner since we live really close. She accepted. Sitting near her on the couch, I waited for her to start touching me, but she never did. So I gradually moved closer and I put my arm around behind her. Then I pulled back a while and again I put my arm behind her until it was around her shoulders. It's kind of like the thing you see in the movie th- movies and the guys in the movie theater and he puts his arm oh, like he's stretching and he goes and he puts his arm around her. He just That's what came to my mind as I'm reading this. Remember, this guy has habitually attracted structured women. Every time I moved a bit closer, I noticed that she didn't resist, so I pulled back and then moved closer again. Two steps forward, one step back. I also got her up to the floor to teach her some dance moves, holding her close, and we had a lot of fun with that. When we sat down again, I continued moving closer until I was holding her. She didn't move but didn't resist. After a while, she asked me what I was thinking. I said, stay the night. She sort of agreed. When we stood up, I took her into my arms, kissed her, which led to heavy making out, and we went to the bedroom. It turned out that she was great in bed. I feel this experience was interesting since she never gave me the go-ahead to touch by touching me but I gradually moved in anyway. And this is what you can do when your sensory acuity really becomes developed and you can read a woman's body language. But keep in mind, women, she's behaving like a structured type of woman. Also, she talked a lot about her family issues and I listened, but this time there was no problem with this. I assume this is because she's more into me than the first lady. 
I've seen her a couple of more times since then and it's been good every time. Now she keeps contacting me and I leave her alone unless she does. The final case I want to share is a lady I met online. I set up a first coffee date and just keep in mind, that's kind of the structure of women. That's the way they are. They're cold fish. They keep their hand. They're following a set of rules. They're not really being natural. You see, she didn't resist his moves, but she also did initiate any kind of touching. I set up a coffee date and when I said I would let her know where to meet me, she replied, it was exciting not to know where she was going. Women love mystery. We met for coffee and had great conversation. I was really enamored by her. She's very tall and thin with red hair. I gently tried to kiss her when we left, but she said she wanted to move slowly. More signs of being structured. Structured or low interest. Still, she contacted me pretty soon and wanted to meet again. Well, I would say she's definitely structured. She's pursuing him. Oh, but she can't kiss me. I set up a date starting at a wine bar and then moving on to an inexpensive but nice restaurant. She said she liked that it was a surprise where we were going. Women love mystery. At dinner, she confessed thinking I'm a great person, but she doesn't feel head over heels in love which she had hoped for. More rules, more expectations of hers. She'd met some dude that she fell for, but he wasn't interested. She was looking for that feeling. Still, she would like to see me again and hoped her feelings would grow. Well, if you're going to follow what my book teaches, that's what typically happens. At this time, my own attraction had dropped. I didn't close the door though. I just smiled and said she should take her time and we'll see after the new year. I thought I shouldn't waste my time with her anymore. I wasn't sure if her attraction was a five or lower. But the great thing is that when we said goodnight, she said to me, you're doing everything right. Oh, goody. I'm meeting all of her unreasonable expectations. This was the first time I got this type of direct feedback from a woman which you discuss in your book. Well, she was definitely paying you a compliment. This was such recognition that I smiled all the way home. Now she's contacted me again after New Year and really seems eager to meet again. So it's like, how difficult is this? It's like she's doing most of the work now. She even texted a second time to make sure I had gotten her first text When I didn't reply the same day, so I set up another date to see what happens. There have been other interesting learning experiences, but I'll leave them out not to make it too long. I used to hear what you said about having more women chasing me than I could date, and I wondered if that would ever happen to me. Now, I went through a period like this in my life where I was in the same boat. I had all these different women I was practicing on. Some were more into me than others while I was looking for one that I was really into. And then sure enough, somebody like that came along. But I still hadn't figured everything out. So I was still fumbling the football. But the fact that I had other women in my life really helped me to do the right thing. And that's, and that's why it's so important when you're learning this stuff and trying to master it. You have lots of choices, lots of options, lots of women to practice on. That's a quick way to improve your skills. Now I'm quickly finding I have to check my calendar to be able to fit women in and I get more and more texts and I have to be honest, these are not yet the type of women I would really like to date 
but they're sweet and nice and I get good practice. Well, there you go. Try to get a little better each and every day. That's the whole point, my friend. Pretty soon, I feel I'll even have the guts to walk up to any woman in a supermarket, tell her she looks amazing, ask for her number, and be indifferent to the outcome. All this was impossible only months ago. At the end of the day, dude, it's like a game of golf. You're really just playing against yourself. It's your journey, and that's great. You're getting better, and that's the important thing. And you're practicing. So good job. So let's go through his second email. And this one came, I guess, a few weeks or a month or so after the, the one I just went through did. So he gives us a status update on what's been going on with some of these women. Hey, coach, I'd just like to add what happened with the lady who said I was doing everything right, the kind of structured one. As I explained, she said this about me but didn't know if she really wanted me. I hung back and she contacted me. She arranged another date at an expedition, ex- exhibition and we had dinner. When she wanted to have coffee at a coffee shop, I suggested going to my place and she agreed. Hang out, have fun, hook up. A man's job is to create an opportunity for sex to happen and that's what he's doing. He's not saying that. He's just naturally steering things to where he wants them to go. On the sofa, I waited for the right moment and then I kissed her. We ended up making out all but naked in my bed all night, but her underpants wouldn't come off even though I made several advances. And this is part of the problem dating the structured girl. Yeah, I got these rules. She wanted to wait until it felt completely right. It seems I attract some structured ladies. Pretty much until you no longer do. But this is how you get better because you have to go through these permutations with these women in order to become good. Because as you become better, a better quality man, you're able to attract better quality women. And you, like you said, he just started practicing stuff because it took him a while to toss those other women to the curb. So that's why the sooner you can learn to move on and let people go when it's just not going right, the quicker you're going to get to where you want to be. But at the end of the day, it's your journey. So take your time. Go at your own pace. Don't compare yourself to me or anybody else. Anyway, she reached out to me again with the excuse of asking how my job interview went. At the time, I really hesitated. It didn't feel from her messages that the timing was right to set another date. I felt I should finish the conversation and contact her again some days later since it had only been two days. Well, if she's reaching out, you set dates. And with women like this, you shouldn't. she should be doing 100% of the calling, texting, and pursuing at this point. The whole idea is when you start following the progression in the book is that the guy pursues in the beginning but it really only needs to happen on average for the first two to three weeks. And once the woman's comfortable enough and she starts reaching out, your pursuit is over. Now, I see a lot of guys make the mistake of once the woman starts reaching out, they continue reaching out as well. And it's just not necessary. It actually gets in the way of her falling in love quicker and dropping all of her rules and all of her bullshit and falling for you. However, I decided to trust you and assume she wanted to see me. So I asked her to come to dinner and some dancing at my place a week later. The response took a while, but then she accepted. We had a nice dinner, danced a little and talked, creating more rapport, 
Then I kissed her and we ended up making love, which, which kind of hot, which was kind of hot with some screaming on her side. Oh, pun intended. So he was dating a structured girl. Remember, she's purposely holding it back. No, no, it's got to feel right. It's got to be this, got to be that. That's why I like structured girls. If you're dating a woman who's just a free spirit, who's ready, willing, able, it's like it'll just happen magically. But this is great practice. Afterwards, lying in bed, she asked me, oh, how did I end up here? And he says, apparently, the sex was my fault. Yes, it was, you naughty boy, because you're the one who invited her to your place. She still says that she isn't there emotionally yet. Remember the last date she was telling him, well, I'll sleep with you when I really feel it, when I'm really emotionally there. Well, she came over and slept with him anyways. But she's fucking my brains out. I'll see her again at her place in a couple of days. This feels great. Thanks again, coach. Well, dude, you're getting laid. She's pursuing you. You're getting practice. And like you said, these are not really the kind of women you really want, but you got to have these experiences to prepare you for the ones that knock your fucking socks off. Because think about it from this perspective. When a woman totally blows you away and totally knocks your socks off and you haven't dated that many women for very long that you feel that way about, if you haven't had these kinds of experiences where you've gone through the progression, the pickup, dating, relationship, taking her through the whole seduction progression that's in the book, you're not going to be prepared. And then you get overwhelmed by your emotions because it's such a rare event for you to be on a date with somebody that fucking blows you away. And when you've gone through enough experiences like this and practiced enough and successfully seduced enough women, then when you meet that girl that just fucking blows you away, you feel those emotions but they're not overwhelming to the point where they completely hijack you and cause you to fuck it up again. And that is just – it is so nice to get to a place to where you can be with somebody who feels like a supermodel to you. She looks like a supermodel. She's everything you imagine your ideal fantasy would be. But you're able to maintain your emotional self-control and things just effortlessly happen. Oh, it's like you feel like you've been fucking liberated when you make love to somebody like that for the first time and they feel the same way. It's And most people will never experience what that's like because most people tend to major – and minor things. And that's definitely something to think about. So if you'd like to get my help personally, go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon. <laughs>